welcome back. I am the Bull, and this is See the Bull Ski, the podcast where we talk about leadership, followership, wellness, and today we are going to talk a little bit about resiliency. Now, stick with me, hear me out, because I know what you might be thinking. You know, we hear the word resiliency and immediately get turned off because it feels like a trigger word. But trust me when I say that there is some real value, and my hope today is to maybe improve your opinion of it and find some benefit for either yourself or someone that you know. Uh, Throughout my career, you know, I've seen resiliency go through so many changes, and while there are some attempts going on to bring resiliency into real life and make it something people can benefit from, in my opinion, we kind of get lost on this resiliency journey because we tend to look at it the wrong way. I can't say how many people I've talked with about resiliency, and frankly, they're just tired of hearing the word. And if you're one of those individuals listening today, I get it, I understand, but give me a chance, maybe I can change your opinion of it and help you get some benefit out of it. Uh, Because we don't really go into resiliency the right way in some cases, uh, it resulted in many of us hearing it as just a trigger word with no real meaning or value. And the result of this is we tend to use the word so ambiguously that even if there is something that would help someone, we don't add anything to it beyond just saying the word. And without adding some value, context, or explanation, people don't get anything out of it. So today, I want to kind of do an introductory to resiliency, or what I tend to call real resiliency, And start with explaining what resiliency is, what it's not, why it's important to develop it as you go through life and encounter different struggles, how it's a skill or a tool that you can use, how to go about developing it in yourself or others, what do you do when you experience burnout from resiliency or resiliency burnout, easier way to say it, uh, and how to help others that might be struggling to be resilient. So it's not just about your resiliency, but how you can help others be resilient. Uh, And I'm gonna end with giving you some homework to take take back with you and reflect on as you go about your days. My goal at the end isn't to make you an expert in resiliency, but it is to try and provide my own perspective and experiences to help expand your openness to resiliency and its potential benefits. So let's get into it. What is resiliency? Well, by definition, resiliency is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. It is a toughness. It is kind of a fortitude that you have, right? So When does resiliency come into play? When stress is placed upon you. Like, what is stress? Stress is your body's reaction to demands placed upon it. Well, resiliency is what helps you recover or counterbalance that stress that's laid upon you. Um, So the more resilient you are, the more skills and tools and techniques you have at your disposal to be resilient, the better you're gonna be able to handle stress, the more stress, the heavier the stress. It's not gonna make it necessarily just go away, but it is gonna help you get through it by mitigating the effects of stress that you're feeling to help you get through it more effectively. Uh, Resiliency is broken into three categories. The first one is values and strengths. There's then resilient thinking, and finally, focus and attention. Now, within these three categories, you have eight topics. So underneath values and strengths, you have gratitude or just looking for the good, uh, value-based goals, and bringing your strengths. These topics draw upon the internal aspects that you already have within you. Uh, Questions like what matters to you, what do you value, uh, and what do you possess within you, like critical thinking or your ability to remain calm in, in stressful situations. You know, these are things that help you persevere when things get tough. And all of us have different strengths and we all have different values. It's not a matter of good or bad, but it's, start, you know, it's recognizing what we already have within us. Uh, this helps us build positive emotions by providing a sense of purpose, being fully engaged in what you are doing. Resilient thinking involves reframing or controlling how you react, rebalancing your thinking, or creating good news. This helps you see uh, 
being more aware of how you're interpreting stressors and your internal reactions to those stressors while also helping you to see the situations correctly. Or in another way of looking at it, maybe more logically versus just emotionally reacting. Uh, this can help maintain good relationships with others because it helps foster teamwork when you're able to communicate effectively and not just communicate emotionally and attack people, but maybe provide that counterbalance, let people know how you're struggling, what, what they can do to help you out, or you know, just helping you let people know what you need. Uh, this helps create an environment where we don't feel like we're struggling all by ourselves. And lastly, we have focus and attention, which involves mindfulness and physical resilience. Uh, mindfulness is personally my favorite, and it helps by it helps an individual stay in the present versus being overly focused on what has happened, which we can't change, or being overwhelmed by all the possibilities of what could happen. Physical resilience, easy way to explain physical resilience is like working out. Uh, another way of looking at it is establishing and maintaining a good work ver uh, work rest. Uh, cycle so you don't burn out. So, you know, work when it's time to work, but also rest when it's time to rest. Uh, this really helps in managing stress physically to help produce positive energy. This also helps sharpen your attention. And by working out to deal with stress, what you can actually do is it's something called sublimation, which is taking negative energy, but using it in a positive way. The benefits of these skills or these, you know, different topics is that they help create and sustain a mindset that counters the impact of stress, whether that stress is major or minor. So like simple day-to-day -day stress or big universe curveball stress. Uh, and ultimately these skills may not make the stressors go away, but they will help you minimize the negative impact of stress and help you get back to overall stable kind of wellness. I think the trick to learning to use these skills is by using them day-to-day with minor stressors that come up, which helps create healthy hope, uh, a healthy habit of coping with stress. That way, when something big comes along, you're more primed on how to handle it more effectively. Why do we need to be resilient? Right, a lot of people like want to know why do we say this word so much? Because we all have life demands on going on. You know, work. If you're in the military, you got deployments, promotions. Whether you get promoted or missed a promotion. Uh, balancing work and life, family stress, financial stress, whatever is going on. We all have something going on in our lives. And your ability to be resilient is a little individualized because you are different from everyone else. You have different needs, um, you have different life experiences, but we all do still need to be resilient. Secondly, it helps with role modeling because role modeling helps cultivate the resiliency skills in others. Those of us with experience, you know, we can help develop these skills by using and sharing our own experiences with others, particularly younger or less experienced team members, which helps them develop the mind and skill set they need so that they can be more successful. So the way I think about it is, you know, I, I've had my own struggles throughout my career, successes, failures, the good and the bad. What was the point of me going through that if I can't take that experience and try and share it with others to help them navigate their own experiences? So by building resiliency, you're not only going to be better able to handle your own life, but you could also help somebody else get through the struggles of their lives as well. It also helps with uh, health concerns that stress puts upon you. You know, if you don't realize or if you've never thought about it, stress does have a, phys a physical effect, a mental effect, emotional effects, sleep problems, anxiety, depression, gastrointestinal problems, eating problems. Like stress affects a lot of things in your life because stress activates our fight or flight sequence. Well, by being resilient and not allowing your stress to completely overwhelm you, you can minimize those negative health effects and you can turn that negative energy into something positive, like working out, like sublimation, which I already mentioned. 
What resiliency is not is it is not a quick and easy answer for systemic issues. Uh, this, you know, if you want to fix a systemic issue, it's going to take feedback and conscious effort to fix the problems that are systemically creating more and more issues. Uh, these are usually long-standing issues, and these are putting perpetual pe uh, perpetual stress on individuals. That's a whole other topic, you know, talking about systemic issues, but just want to point out resiliency can help minimize the effects of that perpetual stress, but at some point, if the stress never goes away, there's only so much resiliency you can engage before you start to burn out. Um, it, resiliency is also not an easy thing to do when you've never purposely engaged in it or if you haven't developed the skills uh, or helped others develop the skills. Your, more, your most natural reaction to stress is probably gonna be an emotional reaction. And a lot of the resiliency skills don't disregard the emotional reaction, but they do work towards getting um, a more logical, balanced reaction versus an overwhelming emotional reaction. And that can be really hard to get away from if you've never done it before. So it does take some time to, to develop the, the skill set uh, of resiliency. Also, resiliency is not going to make problems just disappear overnight. Often, we you know tend to ignore stressors because we think it's not that big of a deal, it's, it'll go away, but then it doesn't, and we haven't been effectively dealing with it. Uh, so we've ended up developing this negative habit as a result of the stress. So in order to counterbalance that, it's gonna take time to get back to a stable footing. So basically, in a nutshell, the problems did not appear overnight. They're likely not gonna disappear overnight. And the big problems that do appear overnight if you have built up a habit of dealing with stress effectively, when those big life-shattering stressors come along, it's possible that it's not gonna hit you quite as hard. Like, you know, we're all different. I can't predict, I'm not gonna make promises, but having the good habit of resiliency built in because you've done it day to day and you've learned how to do it and you've learned how to recognize how you deal with stress, when those big stressors come along, you have a better chance of handling it more effectively from the get-go versus getting completely run over. But it's possible, we're all human. I had a situation during my last deployment where I got completely overwhelmed by stress and I'm gonna share that story a little bit later. So if you're interested, stick with me. Uh, moving right along, how is stress a tool? Well, it's a tool because it is a, a skill set, and it is a very useful tool, but you gotta learn how to use it and then you actually have to use it. The more you build up or maintain any skill, the better you're gonna be at it, the more proficient, the more competent. Resiliency is the same thing. So the more you maintain your resiliency, the more you practice using it and keep engaging in it, the better you will be able to handle situations as they come up while also mitigating the negative effects of those demands that are being placed upon you, talking about that stress reaction. Everyone has resiliency, everybody, but that doesn't mean you can't also become more resilient by using your experiences as opportunities to grow. Uh, and sometimes you may not have all the answers and it's okay to reach out for help. Like that's, I wanna point out, that's a big crucial point. Reach out to others that maybe have the experiences you don't to help you get through whatever struggles you have going on. One of the things that I've been asked quite a few times in my career or that's been stated to me is, you know, hey, you make XYZ look easy. Like, does it get easier if you're in longer? Does it get easier with more rank, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and my answer to that is no. It is not that things have gotten easier for me. It's that after my many years of dealing with, you know, the stressors of wearing the uniform, I've learned the skills and I've learned how to identify how things impact me and what my reaction to things is going to be. And I've just become more consistent and I've developed the habits of counteracting it so that it com doesn't completely overwhelm me. So no, it's not that things have gotten easier. It's that I've gotten better at dealing with it. 
Uh, continually using these skills helps make the behaviors a habit, which means when the big issues come up, you're more likely to go into a resiliency mode versus automatically going into a reactive survival mode. Uh, some people, you know, when stress comes along, they just go into survive, but I'm a big proponent of getting into a thrive mindset. Uh, and also initially resiliency does take conscious effort because you're changing from an often automatic emotional reaction to a engaged purposeful action. So how do you develop resiliency in yourself or others? To me, it all starts with awareness, awareness of your own mental, emotional, physical state and how you're handling stress, how you're handling things. It also means awareness of what your coping mechanisms are and how effective are they and reflecting on things once they calm down. So if you've ever had a moment where something's happened and you've reacted and then once things calm down, you were like, oh man, I could have handled that better. You were probably, you were more than likely, I don't know for sure, but you may have been engaging or reacting emotionally. And that's very common because that's where our fight or flight sequence comes from. But once we're no longer under threat, then the logic side comes in and we're like, oh man, I could have handled this a little bit better. You can learn to develop the resiliency skills so that when something happens, you're able to get a hold of it in the moment or get a hold of yourself in the moment and not just get carried away by your emotions. It does take time, it does take patience. And again, nobody's perfect. You're gonna make mistakes, we all do. Uh, but you can learn to be a little bit more effective at engaging in the moment versus reflecting afterwards. Uh, awareness of who around you and who you can go to for help or just awareness of how others are handling things. You can't help people if you don't know what's going on in their lives. At the same time, people can't help you if they don't know what's going on in your life. So awareness all around on every side is crucial. Uh, role modeling good habits and creating an environment where people can slow down to take care of themselves. If you're in a leadership position, please try to create an environment where people know that it's okay if they need to go take a breath. And one of the ways you can do that, and I'm speaking to the leaders out there, is role model those habits yourself. Let your people see you taking time to take care of yourself. That way they also know that it's okay for them to take care of themselves. At the same time to my leaders, if you see your people aren't taking care of themselves and they're burning themselves out, be a good role model, be a good supervisor and go tell them to take a five minute break or something like give, tell, let them know that it's okay to take a breather. Uh, to my followers out there, please do me a favor. Watch out for your leaders, right? Take care of your leadership as well because sometimes uh, leadership gets so caught up in the maintaining the go, go, go mentality that we forget to take care of ourselves and we need your support as well. You know, regardless of your rank, we're all people and we all need a helping hand at some point. Um, also, what you can do to help develop resiliency in yourself or others is work to create an environment where others can be open with you beyond just words. So really sitting down and talking to people, going out to lunch, talking about more than just the job and the mission and whatever, uh, talking to the people about what's going on in each other's lives and being open and honest and authentic with each other. If you neglect resiliency or, uh, actually it's probably the best way of putting it is just neglecting your resiliency, then you can get to burnout. Uh, everyone has good and bad moments throughout the day, but persistent stress without management leads to an expenditure of energy with no reprieve, and there's only so much energy the body has. Uh, resiliency helps with these moments, and practicing daily, you know, practicing resiliency on daily inconveniences helps build up the skill set and the mindset and the habit so that when things come up, like I said earlier, you kind of go into an automatic resilient mode versus a reaction mode uh, or a reaction emotional mode. Then when something big happens, you pull your skills for major stressors and it helps you get back to normal. So 
when small inconveniences happen, you build up the mindset and those you can usually predict, you know, traffic on the way to work, there's a line at the store, uh, hectic deadline, things that you can kind of predict. When you practice resiliency skills in those kind of smaller, you know, predictable situations, you build up that habit. Then something big comes along that you were unable to predict, you were unable to prepare for, but you've already built up the habit within you so that when you get, you know, kind of body slammed by the universe, you're more primed to react. And I, I just mentioned that a little bit earlier. Uh, the thing is burnout, when you don't ever take a break to catch your breath, and you keep burning up all your energy, you hit burnout, which often results in far more drain from smaller stressors. So once you hit burnout, or here's how you can tell if you're hitting burnout, something small happens and it completely drains you or it completely, you know, you handle it in an entirely ineffective way and you realize afterwards that it was 10 times harder than it should have been, you're probably getting to burnout. You're not able to think effectively, you're not able to cope effectively, so you're not handling things as effectively, and it just gets harder and harder and harder. Uh, as that starts to happen, the other side of burnout is, if you ignore your own resiliency and your own self-care and you hit burnout, it's gonna take two to three times as long to recover than if you just learn to handle stress effectively as they're occurring. So try to take care of yourself and make it a daily, daily process versus ignoring yourself for prolonged periods of time because when you hit that burnout stage it's going to take two or three times as long to recover because you pushed yourself so far beyond your limits um, moving right along being resilient for those who can't uh, i'm going to share a personal story about the effectiveness and why this is so important uh, so stick with me uh, being aware of those around you and be willing to listen to their situation and provide support. Don't be dismissive of their concerns. If someone comes to you, you know, don't overshadow their situation by talking about your own. Be in the moment. If somebody comes to you looking for help, if they're struggling, be in the moment for that person. Don't write them off as, you know, they're this, they're that, you know, they're not you. You're right, they're not you. They're a different individual. So it's unfair to you to it's unfair of you to hold somebody to your standard because you're two completely different individuals. Be compassionate, show a little empathy, let them know that it's okay and remind them and remind yourself that everybody has those moments when they need a hand. It uh, doesn't matter who you are and I will tell and I will show and I'll prove it to you, I will prove it to you. During my last deployment, um, I had a couple of major life stressors impact me. Um, the last major life stressor that occurred resulted in me coming home from my deployment about two weeks earlier. Uh, there was a very serious family emergency. And when I got that phone call that let me know what had happened, uh, it dropped me to my knees. Now I've been in 17 years, I'm a master sergeant. Uh, the news that I got completely overwhelmed me. And the provider that I was with came over and checked on me. She heard what happened. She went and grabbed leadership. And I just sat on the floor. I just gave up. You know, My deployment was really tough. Um, had a lot of really bad things happen during my deployment and you know the family the family situation was just the final straw and so I'm sitting there on the floor and I'm just internally falling to pieces just oh my gosh I can't believe what I just got told oh my gosh what's gonna happen now and internally I was just falling apart and my squadron commander came over you know he heard kind of the situation and he knelt down next to me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, hey, you know, I, I, I can't imagine what you're going through, but I need you to do me a favor. I need you to point out five things that you can touch right now. And like, isn't that a weird thing to ask? Like, I know I haven't told you exactly what the emergency was, but it was a very serious family emergency. 
And isn't that a weird thing to ask? Like, can you imagine what it, what you would have felt like if somebody would have asked that during a crucial universe curveball gets thrown your way? Like, point out five things around you in the moment. But for whatever reason, I listened to him and I did. I just pointed out five things that were around me. And he goes, okay, what do we need to do right now? And I looked up at him and I went, sir, I, I think I need to find a way to get home. And he goes, I absolutely agree. What do we need to do right now? And I said, I need to go pack. He goes, I agree, let's get you packed. And he took my hand and he helped me get up and he handed me over to my first sergeant. And the first sergeant took me to my tent and the first sergeant helped me get packed and get moving. Did my commander do anything like mind boggling? Did he pull a Jedi mind trick? No, not at all. Did my commander go, you're a master sergeant, I'm your commander, you will get over this, get moving. No, not at all. In that moment, he was a human being with compassion and empathy who understood that what I was going through was difficult. Maybe he could have handled it better, but it didn't matter because he was not the one going through it. I was. And he recognized that in that moment, I just needed support. I needed help. And he provided that. Ultimately, what he did is something that anybody can do. He provided a grounding technique. He engaged in mindfulness. He engaged in resiliency for me to help me be resilient. I was unable to be resilient for myself in that moment. He recognized that and he was able to help me. So by asking me to point out some things around me, it's called a grounding technique. He pulled me back into the present because he could see that internally I was falling apart. And I was, I was so drawn in inside of my own head of what had happened and what was gonna happen when really the only thing that I could control is right here, right now in the moment. And I needed help getting back to that moment. And by him asking those questions, it helped ground me in the present, which was the only thing I had control of and got me moving. So I will always be grateful for him to, uh, to him for that because that's a real life story and it made all the difference in the world. So if you've listened this far and you still aren't sure if resiliency makes a difference, I am telling you as somebody that knows resilience that in my deepest, darkest moment could not be resilient for myself, it taking somebody else being resilient for me made all the difference in my life for not only me, but also for my family. So you never, you don't underestimate the power that you can have to help somebody else when they're in a dark spot. So the ask, because we're getting to the end. Sometime today or this week, whenever you listen to this, take stock of where your resiliency is at. Look at it on a scale of like one to 10, with one being you have zero resiliency, you are burned out, you got nothing left and 10 being you don't even know what stress is, right? Start with awareness. Where is your stress level currently at? Uh, reflect on how the demands are impacting you and purposely do something to take care of yourself, right? Ask yourself what you're gonna do about the stress that's going on in your life. Be honest with yourself, it's okay. Do you need some you time? Do you need to take leave? Do you need to reach out to somebody, whether that be a family member or a supervisor or somebody trained in resiliency like an MRT? Be realistic on what you're able to do for yourself and look around and find out who you can go to. Everybody has limits, right? You can't fight every battle by yourself. And you have to be willing to accept your limits because it's only by accepting your limit, uh, your limits and learning how to overcome them that you will effectively overcome them rather than fight an uphill battle and just get worn out and just beat down. Uh, once you've done that, you know, what kind of you time do you need? Do you need to take leave? Do you need to talk to somebody? Whatever it is, you know, again, 
find out who you can talk to. And some of you may be worried about reaching out to somebody because you might reach out to somebody that is not the right person to reach out to. But I would argue that reaching out to people and finding out who you can and can't turn to for help and support is crucially important. Because when this, you know, dark clouds come in and you need help, you're going to want to know in that moment who you can and can't go to because you're already going to feel stressed. You're already going to feel under pressure. And it's not you don't want to wait until those dark moments to find out who does or doesn't have your back. So spend time throughout the day, build and cultivate those relationships, because that will also let others know that you're somebody that they can potentially reach out to as well. You know, just remember, sometimes it is hard to be resilient for yourself because you're the one wrapped up in the situation. And what can often happen is you become more emotionally wrapped up in it, meaning your ability to remain calm and logical is extremely difficult. So sometimes you need somebody that isn't emotionally wrapped up in your situation to help provide that counterbalance or support. This ties directly into the who can help you. Sometimes it's tough to know, but you know, there's always the professionals. You can always reach out to, you know, your chaplains, your MFLAX, mental health, your RTAs, your MRTs, your first sergeants. Find out who you can go to and then go to the people that you're most comfortable with that are there to actually give you the support that you're looking for. They all want to help you, but they're all going to provide help in different ways. And that's okay. Find what meets your needs. So to kind of sum up, we talked a little bit about resiliency. Like I said at the beginning, just wanted to do a simple introduction into it. You know, why do we need it? What is resiliency not? How is it a tool? How can you help develop it in yourself or others? Remember, keyword there is awareness. Uh, talked a little bit about resiliency burnout, being resilient for those who can't. I talked about my personal story and your homework. Right. I'm very serious. I want you to go out there. I want you to reflect on what you have going on in your life. How well are you handling things and what actions are you going to take to purposefully start taking better care of yourself? That way you can live happier, healthier and be more effective and efficient and ultimately live a better life. So, uh, again, if you're interested in learning more about resiliency, let me know, you know, drop a. Uh, drop a comment, shoot me an email for those of you that know me. I'm still re still working on pushing this out so I can get more feedback. But if you're interested in learning more about resiliency, please reach out to your supervisor, leadership, uh, resiliency training assistant, or master resiliency trainer as they're able to provide that training and assistance about this in more detail. I am the Bull. This is the See the Bull Ski, and I will check you out next time.